friends, I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks. Welcome today to Morning Glory, our midweek Bible study. I want you to take your Bibles and join me today in the Gospel of John, chapter 15. And before I give you the verse, let me just say today, we're going to talk about one of the most spectacular verses in the Bible. And I am not over-exaggerating one bit when I say that. When you see the verse, I think you also will find that this statement of the Lord is something that will certainly make you happy from the top of your head to the soles of your feet and should be a statement that you greatly ponder within your heart. Praise God. Now, let's pray before we jump into the scriptures. Heavenly Father, as we go into your word, we ask that your Holy Spirit would illuminate the scriptures to the eyes of our understanding that this not be looked at something, the, the ink on the paper as something that would be a history lesson or something that would be just more intellectual information. But this would actually, Father, we pray it would be spiritual food for us that as we consume it, meditate on it and practice it, we believe that we're going to see the harvest of this in our life. So we ask, Father, that as the seed of the word is sown upon the soil of our hearts, that there would be the 100-fold return harvest uh, pertaining to this promise in the Bible of the words of Jesus, that we would have it in our lives. Now, we thank you that it will certainly come to pass. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's all agree and say, Amen. Now, we're going to go to verse 7. John 15, verse 7. A scripture so startling that many people think it can't be true, but we know that it is true because Jesus said it, but we want to get into the mechanics of seeing it actually manifesting in our lives. Verse 7, Jesus said, if you abide in me. Now, notice before he gets to the heavyweight statement that he's about to make, we see this word again that we've talked about often because it shows up throughout the Bible, and it is the word if. If denotes conditions, that if we meet these specific conditions, then what will happen is that the promise associated with the meeting of the conditions will be realized in our lives, if you abide in me. Now, this is very similar to what we even talked about last week which would be Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1. Now, we get very excited about the promises that are in the verses uh, 3 all the way down to verses 13 and 14. Phenomenal promises that God made to His covenant people that are relevant to our lives today. But notice again in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1, Now what shall come to pass if, if what? If you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. And then, of course, you have to observe carefully the commandments, not just observe them, observe them carefully. So there is that big statement again of if. And it just lets us know that we have a part to play in this. It's like being on a basketball team where God's not going to take all the shots. Eventually, the ball is coming to you, and it's going to be in your hands, and you have to take the shot, and God's not going to take it for you. And that's good, Uh, or else this thing just becomes a life of being a spectator. 
And that's not going to bring happiness to you. God wants you involved in life. And remember, it's your life. And so God gives you a lot of free range. He lays a lot of blessings before you, and you step into that through obedience. So let's not ever try to skip over that word if, because it does bring a reality to us in a day where many of the messages that are taught from various pulpits, particularly in the Western church, are methods, or, or excuse me, messages that are basically humanistic in nature. In other words, just become a better person and everything will be okay. You know, uh, develop yourself more fully so that you are more kind or more patient or more, more loving, and thus uh, everything's good. But it doesn't work like that in the Bible. Um, the Bible is not a message of humanism. The Bible is a message of man doesn't need to get better. Man needs to be born again because no matter how nice you are, if you're spiritually dead, then you're not qualified for heaven. So, my friends, it comes down to obeying the commandments, even the commandment in the Old Testament, choose this day whom you're going to serve. Well, that's not a suggestion. That's a commandment. Are you going to serve God or are you going to, you know, keep following all the pagan idols and all the pagan traditions that were in the land at that time? Remember, God told his people in the old covenant, drive out these enemy nations. Now, when we say nations, these were more like what we would call ethnic tribes, but they had developed into their own national, small national identities. And God said, drive them out. He said, I'm with you. And not only that, they have done things that are so perverted and they have committed sins of such atrocity that the land itself is ready to vomit them out. So, you know, God said, I'm with you. The land is ready to uh, expel them out. So go in there and take the land. But in quite a few cases, they did not conquer the enemy. What happened? Because they did not drive out the enemy and the enemy cohabited with them. In other words, you have a mediocre uh, you know, type of living, what we would call today a nominal Christian. What happened is because the enemy is still there in your land, the enemy influenced God's own covenant people, influenced the Israelites to take up the pagan practices that they also had been involved in. And so before you knew it, you even had Israel doing things like offering up their own children to Baal through child sacrifice or to Molech, as some uh, other chapters in the Old Testament reveal. Really, Baal and Molech are the same. Uh, it's the same deity. It's just given different names throughout some of the different uh, various nations. The, the, the Assyrians also, they worshipped Molech. But my friends, these things, these things were the downfall of God's people. So we must make sure that when we see the word if, that we're willing to walk in the commandments of the Lord and that we're just not trying to be a good Christian. No, we're trying to be like Christ. We're, we, are, we are willing to be molded into the image of the Lord and we're willing to embrace the commandments of God even if society and the modern day culture says that's okay. Remember, just because something is legal doesn't mean that in the eyes of God it's okay. There can be certain things that are legal, but in God's eyes, it's still very much immoral. It's still a sin. 
and it will still send you to a place of separation from God that the scripture calls hell. And if you go to hell, eventually you're going to end up uh, in the lake of fire. So we want to be very serious about this because it is it is the, the path into these blessings. That path is a path of obedience. And you must. It's not optional. You must obey the scriptures and the commandments of the Lord if you want to come into these good things. And I'll tell you what. It'll bring you into a realm of living that is that is a place where it seems like even your dreams are being realized. Now look at verse 7. If. Okay. So we accept that. We acknowledge that. And we, we implement that into our belief structure and into our way of living. If you abide in me, that means walking with him, staying close to the Lord. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. Now his words, his commandments, his instructions. I've heard some preachers say that the Bible is not a book of uh, do's and don'ts. It's not a book of rules. Well, when I read it, I see a whole bunch of rules. I see a whole bunch of instructions saying, do this, don't do that. And if you uh, override that and violate that, uh, you'll find out that uh, it's not going to go well with you. The Bible says, honor your father and mother. Why? That it may go well with you. Who doesn't want things to go uh, well with them? Everybody does. But it says that it may go well with you and that you may live long on the earth. So if you do awful things to your parents and humiliate them and, uh, you know, you're mean to them or uh, do, do bad things to them, then you are, you are violating a commandment of God and you're violating spiritual laws and principles that he's placed in the earth and it's going to be to a person's own hurt. Now, it doesn't mean that if perhaps you had parents that did awful things to you that, you know, uh, and a lot of things have happened from child abuse to uh, physical beatings or things like that. It doesn't mean that maybe you can always have a, a good relationship with your parents, but even from a distance, if it has to be from a distance, you still honor them because after all, we wouldn't be on the planet if it were not for them. Praise God. So even if we got here through a way that maybe we wouldn't have preferred, at least we're here and we honor our parents and we thank God for them. Even if you can't really have a healthy relationship, maybe they're crazy or messed up or, you know, they're violent or, or you know, or something like that from a distance, you can still, you know, just thank God for them and not hold any bitterness in your heart against them, but forgive them. Praise God. Now, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, let's be honest and realize that takes that takes a consistent, strong walk with the Lord to have his word abiding in you. Now, remember when Jesus taught what we would call the granddaddy of all the parables, which is the parable of the sower who goes out to sow. Uh, the third type of the seed that was th that was sown on the third type of soil was was soil that when the seed hit it, the it begins to produce actually, and the roots go down, and the and the the plant starts coming up. But it says that the cares of this world choke it, choke out that seed, and it's not able to produce. So today, with all that we have swimming around us and circling around us in the busyness of life in the modern era in which we live, you really have to uh, walk very close to the Lord to uh, have that word at the forefront of your mind so that when you wake up in the morning, you wake up and 
that scripture is there. The word of the Lord is there so that during the day, even when you're working and you have a lot going on, you stop and you take those times to meditate on the word and ponder and consider God's word. When you do that, that's a place where you're going to come into this ability to ask and receive amazing things. Again, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask. So we're endeavoring to do this. We're, we're endeavoring to abide in the Lord and allow those words of, of Jesus to abide in us, to stay at the forefront of our mind. He said, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. You will ask. Now, some Christians have said, well, you don't even really need to ask God for things because he already knows before we ask what we need. So we should just trust him and, you know, kind of just uh, receive whatever randomly shows up. I don't I don't agree with that because I see too many places in Scripture where we are instructed, commanded to ask. And that is the way that God has set up the system. Well, I don't like the system, Pastor Stephen. We shouldn't have to ask. Well, then you're going to miss out on what God has for you because not only do we see in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, that we are told by Jesus to ask and you shall receive. Here, we're also told the same thing. You will ask. Well, Pastor Stephen, I've been told growing up in church that to ask God is to, you know, that's, that's a sign of selfishness. No, that, uh, God's made you. He's made you in a way where there are certain things that you would like, and he's put those desires on the inside of you, and you need to talk about that with the Lord. Now, you will ask. So today, I would say, don't just expect random blessings to float in that God looks down from heaven and he sees your need and he'll just send some things uh, and you have no need to ask. No, I would ask. I would ask because it's your life and you, you need to be involved with the way that you want your life to unfold. <laughs> well, I'll just leave it up to God. I'll, I'll leave it all up to God. Well, God has left a lot of this up to you. And what you want, what you desire, what you choose to do. I mean, you think about the job that you work. Did, did God send an angel to you? And the angel said, said, this is your career field, and this is the type of job you're supposed to seek. Did that ever happen? No. These things are things we gravitate towards, desires that we have. So there are so many of these things that God leaves up to our own choosing. Praise the Lord. So step in there. Step in there and ask. Praise God. You will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. You will ask. Not, on, not only are you asking, but you're asking for what you desire. And this is something here that cuts right through what I would call all the religious traditional type thinking, which is, which is this. The traditional type thinking within the church is that God will meet your needs if you plead and beg and bawl and squall and cry and, uh, you know, give him enough of a hard time. And, you know, God help me, God help me that he'll eventually give in and he'll meet your needs. And but that, that's all that's all you could ever expect. But that's not the God of the Bible. God wants to fulfill your heart's desires. Praise the Lord. You will ask what you desire. A desire. What is a desire? 
something that you would really like to have in your life. Let me ask you a question. Could you live without it? Sure. You could live your whole life without it. But would you want to? No. <laughs> you would like to have it. So that's what a desire is. There are some things that are necessities. You have to have some food or eventually you're going to run out of energy and fuel and you're going to you're going to eventually die if you don't eat. You're going to need something to drink, you know, preferably something beyond water because that gets kind of boring after a while. But you're going to need some food. You're going to need something to drink. You're going to need some clothing. You're going to need shelter. You're going to need transportation. There are necessities of life so that you can get on with life. Praise the Lord. But there's also desires. And Jesus said that it that if now remember the if that's the big part where most Believers are missing it. They're not meeting those qualifications. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. So he lists two qualifications. You will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. So when you are abiding in the Lord and his words are abiding in you, I tell you what, it creates a different kind of day. It creates the type of day that when you wake up in the morning, it's a sunny day regardless of what the weather is like. Uh, you may wake up in Siberia and it's 30 degrees below zero and it's cloudy and it's dark and it maybe it's uh, also raining and drizzly. And from a natural perspective, it's not a sunny day, but you wake up with John chapter 15 verse seven in your heart, you wake up and you think, wow, what kind of a day is it? It's a sunny day because I could do whatever I want. I'm not limited by circumstances. I'm not, I'm certainly not limited by weather. I'm not limited by anything except for my obedience and my faith in God. And of course, when you get those lined up, I'm telling you, it opens up a realm of possibilities for you to step into not just your needs being met, but your very desires being met. And this, this, my friends, is one of these spectacular verses that Jesus puts these, uh, sometimes he puts these heavyweight statements out there that almost sound too good to be true. And to the religious mind, it does, uh, it, it does sound, sounds wonderful, but it also, to the, uh, to the religious mind, it doesn't seem to be attainable. But my friends, you can walk right into it. And every day, you can wake up because you're abiding in the Lord. You're abiding in His Word. And you're really, you're really close to the Lord. You can, walk up, you can wake up every morning and think, you know what? What are we going to do today? I'll tell you what you're going to do. You ready for this? Anything you want to do. Woo! Praise the Lord. Because you're not bound with limitations like those who are outside of the covenant, those who don't know God. Let me, let me say this. Let's look at it from this perspective. When you reach your destination and you arrive in heaven, and let's say you've been in heaven for a while. You, you know, you, you kind of acclimate it. And, uh, you know, you've, you know, you, you've seen, uh, around a little bit and maybe you've been there for, uh, you know, a few months and now you're happy. You're in heaven. The streets are made out of pure gold, just like the Bible says they are. And you're able to see the gates of heaven and the, the wall around the, uh, around heaven. And so you're, you're taking all of this in and you're beginning to get acclimated with your new heavenly home and, and the, the realm of God that you're living in fully with not a shadow anywhere. Everything's illuminated by God's presence, God's glory, and you're having a wonderful time. So, 
Let's say it's morning in heaven. Now, let me see if I can explain that just for a moment before I get into my uh, other point. Heaven, although it's always illuminated, does still have what I would call a shift. In other words, here on the earth, you have you have morning and then you have evening and in the evening. The sun goes down, gets dark, and then eventually the sun comes back up in the morning and you, know, you kind of start your day all over again. Well, while there is no darkness in heaven, there is a shifting in activity for what we would call the conclusion outside of eternity. It's still like there's a day. And as that day kind of closes, there's a shift where things slow down. Uh, it's still all light everywhere. But, you know, it's we're at a different moment right now then there's a quiet time and then there's also like things kind of start reactivating and what we would call them a morning type session but it's not like the sun's coming up because the sun's always up the light's always there God's always there but you do have these times to uh, you know relax slow down because there's always something to do but then you have that moment where like hey what are we going to do today so if you are in heaven and let's say it's it's morning in heaven and it's not like you wake up because you don't need a bed because you're never tired. You have a, you know, you have a glorified body. But let's say you're getting going and it's what we would normally call a morning time in heaven. And you stop and you think to yourself, what am I going to do today in heaven? Now, what, <laughs> what would your answer be? You know exactly what your answer would be. You, you could do any, anything you want. I mean, you can go anywhere you, you want. You're in, a, you're in a place now where all limitations and barriers have been removed. The only thing maybe in some ways that could limit you would be your imagination. But I, I think some of you are quite creative with your ability to think and to visualize. So I think you could certainly, you know, come up with some pretty good ideas. Hey, I know what I'm going to do today. I'm going to go do this or that or whatever. Why? Because you can. You can go. You can do it. And I want you to see each day like that is a possibility for you here on the earth. Woo! Praise the Lord. And this is how you get into this. You come in through the, the gateway of obedience if, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire. So ask, ask, hey, Lord, you know what? Uh, this is something I would really like to come into. It's not a need. Uh, we understand that. But, Lord, this is a desire. And uh, Father Jesus said that you would do it for me. And so I'm asking you for it. And, you know, I think also there is maturity in the Lord where when you grow in the Lord, you're not asking for goofy, silly things that, uh, you know, that are not that are going to distract you or, or just something that doesn't fit your life. You know what I mean? You're at a point now where you can ask for the desires, but the desires line up. With God's plan for your life, they, they, they line up in a way where this is not something that's going to create, create any kind of a problem or, or anything like that. These are good desires. And so that comes from the maturity of knowing the Lord. Also, of course, abiding in Him and His Word abiding in you because that Word certainly matures you. But you can reach that place where you can say, Lord, um, you know, I've got this desire and I'd like to ask you for this and I would like to move into this. Now, let me say also that with these desires, you may want to start by asking for something that's not uh, something that's not epic. You know what I mean? You know, in other words, move into something that's 
like a smaller level, then then you see God's with you. Then you go to the larger level, then a larger level. I think it is amazing in Acts chapter 10 when the Apostle Peter was talking about the ministry of Jesus in verse 38, how he says that God was with him. You knew that every morning when Jesus woke up and started his day and had his fellowship with the Father in prayer and so forth, Jesus knew that God was with him. And that brings the most outrageous confidence when you know that God is with you. It, it really causes your faith to be operating on all cylinders. Your faith engine, it's, it's cooking. Why? God's with you. And you know this thing is real. Praise God. And the Lord will do these things for you. So you need to ask Ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. That's why I'm saying, what kind of a day is it? Uh, it uh, it's a sunny day. Look, look this, this is not a dreary day. When you know that God is with you and that you can ask what you desire, and you have a God that will do that for you, wow, 365 days of the year turn into a sunny, beautiful, cloudless day. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now, we see these type of statements revealed in other areas of Scripture. I like verse 7 because it's so direct. It's so powerful. And I believe it. I believe it. And let's look at another Scripture that parallels this, which would be Psalm 37. Psalm 37, verse 4. Delight yourself also in the Lord. Now, to delight means that you're really enjoying God and the things of God. That's where your heart is at. So delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. I have literally had well-meaning religious Christians tell me, God will meet your needs, but he will not meet your desires. And I have, I've had times actually, literally, where I've carried a little uh, pocket Bible that has the New Testament and also Psalms and Proverbs. And there have been times I've pulled out, when they've made that statement, I've pulled out my Bible, I've opened it up literally, and, I, and, I've, uh, and I've said, would you read this to me? Read this right here and see what this says. And I've had them read it. I, and I said, now please read it out loud so we make sure that we're not making this up, that this is in the Bible. And I've had them read it out loud and, and, I, and I'll say, what do you think about that? And I've had them say, I, I've never seen that before ever in the Bible. I've never, ever seen that before. I said, well, it's there. <laughs> it's there. So people get this uh, religious tradition baked into them that God, you know, he's not going to be good to you while you're down here. But he will. He will be very good to you. And he will even bring you the, the desires of your heart. Delight yourself also in the Lord. And he shall give you the desires of your heart. Praise the Lord. I think right now, as I'm talking about this, because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And as I'm sharing God's word with you, faith is rising to reconsider heart's desires again as something that God can certainly perform in your life. I would say that because we are instructed concerning these to ask that you would write down what you would like for them to be. And I, I don't think you should put, put a list of one to 100. I would put maybe a list of three things. And the thing that 
at this season in your life that you would really like to have a desire, I would put that as number one. And then some other things that are, as we would say, they're on the cooker. They're kind of floating around. Uh, you don't necessarily need them right now, but you're still cooking on them right now. I would put that as maybe like two or three. But the thing that you would like right now, just go ahead and write it down and ask God for it. And then maybe on a little piece of paper, you want to carry that around in your wallet or in your purse or put it maybe somewhere where you can see it yourself and just thank God for it every time you see it. Praise the Lord. Now, let me say this also about heart's desires. This gets into the area of your inner mechanics, your inner workings. This is where uh, your gears turn. This is the area of your life that's personal. I would even say it's sacred. And there are things about heart's desires you have to be very careful with that you don't need to be telling other people about. Now, there is a place that I think you can talk about it, but I think particularly in the initial stages, maybe if you're still building your faith up and you're, maybe this is new to you, this area of heart's desires, it's probably best for you to keep it between you and the Lord. Ask the Lord for it, but don't go out and tell people, hey, I'm believing God for this. I've, I've asked God for this. You just watch. It's going to happen. I would say don't do that. Why? Because of the sacredness of a heart's desire and it means the world to you but you could tell it to somebody that and you think well it's going to be uh, it's going to be really cool to them but for them maybe it's just like a piece of burnt toast maybe maybe it has no interest uh, to them at all and so the moment you tell them it's like all the air in your tire just got deflated and you think, well, you know, I thought it was really cool. I, I guess nobody really thinks this is any big deal. I guess I'll just dismiss it. Don't do that. Uh, don't share these things or throw these things out there because it will deflate your faith. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So keep your faith strong. Keep it concealed within the inner chambers of your heart and praise God for it. You know, once you ask God for it, just praise him for it. And. I, I want to circle back around again and say, don't ask for something that is so far out there that, you know, God's got to move a few planets out of the way and realign the stars in order to make this happen. <laughs> you know, ask for something that uh, you may, you may not be able to do it on your own. You can't reach it on your own, but with a little more of a lift, yeah, you could grab that. So God can give you that little more lift and that can get you into some initial desires. So start with one and make sure that it's something that maybe I would call it low hanging fruit. You can't reach it, but get a ladder. Yeah, you can take a hold of that. Well, God can be your ladder and he can arrange things where a ladder shows up in your life. And the next thing you know, wow. There it is. You've got it. So what's happening? You're now moving in this. You're now up and running in this. And from there, just keep on moving forward. And here's something also fascinating about the Lord. As you practice this and walk this and work within your faith realm, there are times where a big one drops into your life. 
because you're working the principle, you're working the principle, and you're staying within your faith zone. And there are times where uh, maybe the gift of faith comes, uh, the gift of faith being one of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. And when that gift manifests and comes real strong, then you're able to reach out beyond even something that you would have thought, oh, that's, I'm not even going to ask because that's a little too far out there. But if that gift comes, then you find yourself reaching out there and suddenly God's now involved in this, that thing's coming towards you and you pull it in. So there are those times you can get the special ones, but in order to get those special ones, you're still going to have to have the basic foundation, which is if you abide in me and if my words abide in you then okay then you can ask what ask what ask what you desire so you you're still working that format over and over you're still working the principles over and over but right now I feel there's some things before you that you could almost grab them but you need God's help and you would like to have them so acknowledge that put one of them down on a piece of paper and then there's something I believe that would be floating around in your heart. I haven't met a human yet who's been honest, who's uh, uh, not had this in them. But there's something really special in there that's that's bigger, that's bigger. And you would like to see the Lord do that. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's, it's a big heart's desire. Well, that's something that you definitely want to keep. In the inner chambers of your heart where you and the Lord are working that out, working that out. And you're, talk, you're talking to the Lord about it. You, you would like to have it. Uh, sometimes with the big things, you realize uh, they, can, they can reach into other areas. In other words, it's not, it's not like, oh, if I get that, I've got it. Well, you've got that, but now you need this, 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 this in order to make that, <laughs> you know, run or operate or be what's supposed to be. So remember, oftentimes the big one uh, could be more of a package deal. And that, that's okay. You just need to, you need to be aware of that. So just let your heart go up before the Lord because he will give you your heart's desires. But remember, you need to ask the Lord. You need to ask the Lord. So bring it before him. Mm-hmm. Talk to him about it. Hallelujah. Make sure your faith is comfortable with it. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire. It's not talking about needs. There are other verses, many in the Bible that talk about God's faithfulness to meet your needs. But this one is different. It's talking about what you desire. And he says, it shall be done for you. And that is the part you have to believe God. You have to take it by faith and believe it that if you do your part, God will certainly do his part. And having had these things happen in my life where I've asked God for something that seemed to be out of reach and what we would call a dream. But look, you know, to keep working these scriptures and work that word and do my part, you know, because the if condition is in there, but to do my part and to maintain that and then see it happen right before my eyes, uh, it, it leaves a feeling uh, and, and there's something wrong with feelings. God, that's part of our soul. God created us. We're spirit, soul, body. And in the soul realm is where you have feelings and emotions. The feeling that it, that it creates when you've earned it the right way is a beautiful experience. It's a sweetness, kind of like a, a victory. But it's, it's higher than what we would call a victory, perhaps in a sport event or something like that. Because this victory will go across 
any spectrum, whether it's uh, career field or sports or whatever it might be, uh, this will this will work in any area. That's what's so amazing about it. But you can see these things come into your life. You can see these things come into your life, and you're like, wow, this is working. And, of course, when you find something that works, what what's a good thing to do with that? Well, you know, just keep it in your, your toolbox and work it again. Your faith toolbox, praise God. But I believe it's time for you to find that thing that you would desire right now. Ask God for it. And he's going to, he's going to give you the ladder to reach it. Praise the Lord. Let me pray for you right now. Heavenly Father, everybody that's watching, that has been stirred in their faith to receive a desire. And Father, we're not talking about needs right now. We're talking about desires. But everybody that has a desire for something that they would like to reach. Father, maybe, maybe for somebody it's a, it's a new vehicle. Maybe they've never had a new vehicle in their life. For somebody else, maybe it's a new laptop. Maybe, for all, Father, for somebody else, it could be, it could be something like a, a kitchen appliance. Maybe, maybe a, a really nice refrigerator, one that actually works. But, Father, it's a desire. It's a desire. Thank you, Father. Maybe somebody watching would like a really high-end coffee espresso machine in their home. <laughs> but, Father, it's a desire. So, Father God, as they're identifying that, and they're, they're going to ask you for that, we thank you, Father God, that as we walk with you and stay close to you and uh, honor your word and keep your word at the forefront of our heart and mind, we thank you that it will certainly come to pass, that you're going to give the ladder for them to reach that, and the next thing they know, there it is. Father, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise, Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it, Father, that as we ask, it's going to be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Praise God. Let me say this from personal experience. A small miracle makes me just as happy as a big miracle. Hallelujah. I've had, I've had small miracles where it was something that I wanted and it came into my life. Pastor Stephen, was it a gift of $30 million? <laughs> no, but the joy level uh, as far as I could tell, it seemed to be on the same level. I mean, because that thing made me so happy. It was a heart's desire, uh, the color I wanted, the everything about it that I wanted, and there it is, and I, I own it. It's been paid for. Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. Yeah, I, I think I'd have been just as happy as if, you know, an angel would have showed up with, you know, a, a box of gold bricks. I, I was just as happy over that thing. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Praise God. My friends, get ready because the Lord is going to bring it swiftly into your life. Praise God. Now, if you're watching today and you don't know Christ as your Savior, let me say this. The greatest heart's desire is the Lord himself because every, every blessing issues out of the heart of God. And God is a good God, and he's made provision for sin. And if you don't know the Lord, receive him now and you can receive forgiveness of sins and you can be born again. So if you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, get the main heart's desire taken care of right now by receiving Christ. Just pray this. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. But Jesus, you died for the redemption of my life. You shed your blood 
so that I could have my sins forgiven. Jesus, I put my faith in you now. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Wash me with your precious blood. Write my name in your book of life. Jesus, I take you now as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. In your name I pray. Amen. And amen. Woo! Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord has heard that prayer, and He has answered that prayer immediately. And you now belong to Him. You are a child of God. Praise God. Now just live for Him, and He'll be good to you all the days of your life. Praise God. Let's take Holy Communion. And then after communion, I'm going to turn you loose to go right before the Father in prayer and to ask Him for that desire that you would like right now to have in your life. Praise God. Now, the big one's also in there cooking. The, the big one. <laughs> Woo, that one's cooking. But, you know, you can keep, you can keep uh, dialoguing with the Lord on that one. But something right now that would make you really happy, God wants to do. That's a heart's desire. And I'm going to turn you loose in just a moment to ask God for that. And you're going to see a quick manifestation of that. But let's take Holy Communion. Grab some unleavened bread. And I have a little cup here of grape juice. And let's pray over, over these. Father, we thank you for the bread and for the juice. Father, Jesus said that when we do this, when we take Holy Communion, he said this is his body and his blood. So, Father, we just set this bread and juice apart and we pray over it. We consecrate it now as the body and blood of Jesus. And as we receive it, we still see the form of bread and juice, but we know this is the body and the blood of Christ Hallelujah. Under the veil, under the hidden form now of bread and juice. Father, thank you for the body of Jesus. We thank you that in Christ and walking in the promises of your word that every day is a sunny day. That we can wake up each day knowing that today we can do whatever we want to today. Hallelujah. There are no limitations in Christ. Hallelujah. Father, thank you. There are no limitations Father, Jesus said, ask what you desire. And so, Father, we dare to believe that what Christ said is true, and we know that it is. And we release our faith for miracles and for these desires to be fulfilled. We now receive the body of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. You know, in the womb of a mother... As the child is being formed, as the child is being developed, all of that takes place in darkness. That's why with a heart's desire that would be very sacred and very precious, it's also formed the same way. It grows and develops the same way. How? In the hidden womb of faith, in the matrix the developmental DNA area of faith is hidden. That's why with things that are very sacred, you don't just go out and tell that to, you know, a jealous relative who's going to, is only going to get them agitated if you tell them. Joseph had to learn that. He would tell sacred things to his brothers. His brothers would just burn with jealousy and envy. And uh, it took Joseph a while to realize, I've got to, I've got to increase in wisdom 
and be more careful with stewarding these things because you just go out and, and, and share sacred things, you will deflate your faith. So hold them in your heart because that's, that's part of your world. That's part of how God made you, and it means the world to you. So keep them hidden in that secret chamber of your heart until, until it's manifested, and then there is a time for rejoicing. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Father, for the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we ask for forgiveness of sins, that if we have committed any sins, we ask that you would forgive us, that you would wash all of our sins away. And Father, we forgive any, anyone who has sinned against us. We forgive them completely, and we bless them, and we go on in you, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father God. We pray that you would lead us away from temptation. We pray that you would deliver us from the evil one. Father, we give you all the praise, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory both now and forever. Amen. Let's receive the blood of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you ever feel you're having a day where maybe you feel a little bummed out, maybe you feel a little discouraged or down and out, think about your heart's desire. And oftentimes, so often the Holy Spirit will bring that back up or he will send somebody to you to somehow they'll say something or something and it'll stir that back up. And the next thing you know, you're happy. See, the external circumstances, that's not what sets your happiness. It's the internal thermometer that sets that. And that is your joy. That is your faith. And that is your knowing the goodness of the Lord. And also that you and the Lord have something going on together. And that heart's desire is going to come out. And it's going to make you happy, and it's going to be a blessing to many, many people as well. It'll bring a lot of glory to the Lord. Praise God. My friends, thanks for watching today. I look forward to seeing you back next time. Right now, go and ask the Father for that initial heart's desire. Believe Him for it. Be thanking Him for it. And you'll see it very swiftly come into your life. God bless you. Bye-bye.